Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is luxury healing, baby. <laughs> luxury healing means that we mind the business that pays, right? I'm not going to be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just going to make me sad and I'm going to have buyer's remorse. I'm going to spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that, you know, make me feel good and, and go on places that make me feel good and, and things that resonate. Living is a luxury, don't you think? When we're talking about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury. So when we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? <laughs> and when you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know, when you're in an unhealed space and, and you're doing things, you know, to your kids or you're, you're not paying your child support or you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. Finally here. It's technically uh, Thursday right now, uh, June fourth, twenty twenty. So we have just three weeks left to my birthday, and I spent um, the final days of May and early part of June in Los Angeles, California, Hollywood Hills to be exact. Super thankful for the opportunity to be able to have a conversation on Wednesday. And be flown out there Thursday morning. Um, for the last of the shows called Take Flight. And there's a lot of planets in retrograde right now. You know, we talked about that. But what a lot of people don't understand is that that damn Pluto and the Mercury's getting ready to go into retrograde, which means we're in the shadow period. There's a lot of war involved in that. Chiron is the wounded healer, but there's a lot of war going on right now and you can see that throughout the country so I landed Los Angeles uh, Thursday uh, Thursday morning and uh, I'm greeted with a coconut by my niece and some little beverage and you know we, we go up to the house and I'm able to rest talk business but the entire time I'm at unrest in my soul, you know, it's just something needed to be exercised or something needed to be said. And I've been trying to bite my tongue a lot, um, but it's just people's truths are becoming so overwhelming for me to bear that I can't carry them anymore. And I've never afforded that same luxury, and people just assume that I function out here in the world with no, you know, uh, 
no cap, no, you know, no problems. And that's actually not true. Um, the problem is, is that, you know, I think I needed some love. I think that I needed to be around people that genuinely cared about me, genuinely loved me and were concerned for me. And not that my family doesn't, but it's, it's nothing like a hug from a relative. It's nothing like seeing people's face light up when they see you. It's nothing like seeing people, you know. Um, I'm in a situation where, unfortunately, I'm single, so I don't, you know what I'm saying, I don't see people very often, you know. I'm single till I'm married, and I'll say that till the day I die. So um, I just had a lot of unrest trying to bite my tongue, and I I literally felt myself biting my tongue. Like, I don't want to say the things that I really want to say to the people that I should say them to because I think that I'm learning that people love different ways. I'm learning that not everybody loves like you and not everybody has the same interest or, you know. So when you're spoken to a certain way, the regalness in you gets agitated. (laughs) And... um, you begin to question, like, who the fuck are you talking to? And who the fuck do you think you are treating me like this? And who the fuck do you think I am to even allow it? And so sometimes you have to take flight and understand that you're in not so much abusive situations, but in redundant situations that you don't need to be. So I fucking left. And uh, I went by myself. My son was perfectly safe at home. With my my stepfather, his grandfather. And I had no agenda when I got out there. I packed a backpack. You know, I have have money. Everything's closed anyway. Um, I did a collaboration with Buoyant Journey. A lot of people don't know. Buoyant Journey is the mask company that my niece owns. And uh, they made that beautiful black. Uh, Swarovski crystal mask which retails for about 165 you have to get them from her privately right now because they're sold out on sneakertopia.com a group based out of uh, downtown LA anyway so I end up getting out there and immediately my organs were just happy for me I was in the bathroom easily for hours like just it's just, it's, it's like the minute that I landed, it was just like a cleanse, you know, because I hadn't eaten anything. So now that I feel lighter, you know, I'm, I'm not walking around with these burdens anymore. And um, I was able to have a little bit of fun, see some things, meet up with some people. We met up with Veronica Obang. She was on one of the Housewives um, series. She's beautiful, beautiful, uh, tall very reminiscent of a Whitney Houston statuesque type body. Five children to Dr. Michael Obing. Uh, she's amazing. So I kind of found out there that while they were filming, that Bravo actually had a clip of one of my videos where I was talking about um, how her husband was treating her and how, I don't know, what I would have done, we'll say that. And so that was kind of refreshing to know that, like, <clears throat> again, Before I even enter a room, I was already in the room. So we were excited that we were able to sit there and have Mexican food with a mask off. And uh, that was soon thwarted. Um, Our talks about 
putting product in the Beverly Hills store that she owns. That's a huge major uh, major key for my company, 716CBD. You can find us on 716CBD.com. Um, we have two more shipments to be delivered uh, tomorrow, and then you guys should start seeing new product come out before Father's Day. Something real special for you guys. So we were warned that the protesters were coming. Now we saw like a little handful of them. So we go to our African-American home in the Hollywood Hills, and um, we watch as L.A. is burned to the ground from the Fairfax District, Melrose, which if you look on my page, even as far back as just March, uh, my family and I were out there shopping. That's where the golf store is. That's where the Supreme store is. That's where all that stuff is that my son loves. And... uh, We ended up just watching in horror. Like you, there was there was no Uber. There was nothing. Like you couldn't leave the house. <laughs> they said a curfew. So this is horrifying to me, um, and I'm already pent up. So I did a lot of sleeping, and I realized that since the pandemic started March 16th, I've been in creative mode, and I've literally created something every single day for the last 90 days. Okay, almost 90 days I've created something every day. And I think that I was just burned out. I was burned out. The people around me, they had no energy to give, I didn't, or I didn't see them at all. Um, I was burned out on trying to call in favors, you know, to help me with one of my, you know, properties. I was I was just, I was tired. Um, I wasn't angry at anybody. I just, I need to get out because I don't want what's pent up inside of me to be taken out on somebody, and it may not have been your fault. So in L.A., we're at my my niece's boyfriend's house, and everything is a movie, you know, but there's still this pent-up frustration, which reached ahead on Sunday, um, where I was baffled that my niece's significant other had not made a public statement because he's pretty public. And um, he says, oh, I'm going to wait till Tuesday. I'm going to do a phone call. I'm going to get these guys on the phone. And I said, by Tuesday, you'll be deemed a coon. You know, you you can't sit silent in a climate where George Floyd was killed on camera, Berlin, Amsterdam, London. Um, And fuck you, Virgil Abloh. My son will never walk in another off-white store um, with your $50 donation. Meanwhile, you probably made at least $30 million last year. That was a fucking joke. And a lot of people I'm noticing this week need a PR agent because if I would have donated $50 to a bail relief fund, which also shout out to uh, Paul Prestia, uh, that's my attorney buddy that worked on the Khalif Browder case. Um, I'll be working closely with him on my own uh, situation that I have going on. But um he actually was very forthcoming with information and did a lot of pro bono work, uh, not just for Khalif Rada, but for the protesters in New York City. Uh, Lauren Noriega, Nori the Nightmare, she is in California. I had reached out to her to see if there was any, you know, protesters that needed bailed out, so on and so forth. So pretty much um, because of bail reform, as long as you were nonviolent, you were let out ROR on your own recognizance. So I prepare myself to come home and 
I had not heard from Unc all week, which, you know, of course he would argue and say, well, the phone works both ways, but not really, because I'm not in the same situation as he is. And um, that was kind of um, not even a fuck you, just kind of like, okay, well, this is this is where we're at right now. We're just letting it die organically, and that's fine. You know, that's not what I wanted, but I feel like when I fight so hard to be with somebody, mm, for what? <laughs> if you're not if you're not gonna fight, if you're gonna do anything that I need you to do to make me stay, then I'll just go, and then we don't have to talk about it. Like there doesn't need to be a conversation. Um, so I come home. Uh, my son called me prior to me coming home talking about a peaceful protest in my city, which we actually made national news coverage. Niagara Falls had their first peaceful protest. And uh, no riots, no no violence. Our mayor kneeled, the police commissioner kneeled, amazing. Um, but I don't do shit for photo ops. So, I, I, you know, there's other things that we can do besides protest in the middle of a pandemic. Okay. So I get home, and immediately as soon as I hit the ground, I hit the ground running. And um, briefly, I was privy to some information that needed to be brought to the public's attention um, about a safety issue for our upcoming protest. And so being the body, the governing body that I am, um, with my partner, we sat down and wrote a press release. That press release was okay by the person that's actually the chairperson. I'm the vice chair. Um, I'm assuming it'll probably hit all the papers and news outlets and everything tomorrow because they decided to say that, oh, you need to take that down, and y'all know me. If I still got pictures of my exes probably from like seven and eight years ago on my page, I'm not taking anything down, Okay. And I just re-signed for another three-year term um, for the governing body that I work for here. Voluntarily, by the way. Not paid. Okay. And the amount of corruption that was uncovered just by someone putting an article out saying that me and my brother went rogue and all this other shit, um, we... uh, You know, it was just, (laughs) I love you too. Um, the, The point of the matter is I've been having to serve all week, okay? Everybody had to get it. And so if I stayed away from a lot of people, um, it was because I'm trying not to go off about something that's internally festering in me. But what you're not going to do is say that I took paperwork or I took a document and I, you know, made people publicly afraid to protest. No, what the fuck I said was, and I stand on what I said to this day, the protest is Friday. Um, There is a threat, an immediate threat, that people have come to this town as agitators to mess up our already perfect record of having a peaceful protest. This is not a family-friendly event, and if I were you, stay home. You know what I mean? 
um, if I were you, stay home. That's all I said. Um, the two girls that were actually organizing the protest were, you know, saying some other disparaging comments. And then later on, it comes out that there were threats, that people were coming to town to be agitators and so on and so forth. So um, I decided um, to not take the post down. You can take the state seal off. You can do whatever you would like to do. Um, But I have 50 million text messages. You need to take that down. I said, no, absolutely not. Nope, 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 nope. Public safety is a must to me. I'm not in anybody's pocket. Nobody pays me to say shit. Nobody pays me to do shit. That's just, that's not how I function. Okay, your uncle might be able to pay me to do something, but nah, not just politics. No, that's not, that's not why I'm here. I'm here for the people. So I decided that, you know, um, I had to let that go until I found out that there were several other layers of corruption that had nothing to do with me or the rest of my team or, or the members that we didn't know about. And I'm just like, this like this is really serious. Like, this is to the point where I'm going to publicly say this on this day just in case. Um, I feel like I need to step down from my position because I can't be affiliated with the type of raggediness that's going on. And because my platform is mental health and women and PTSD, that's, that's a major thing that I talk about um, in mental health, I can't in good conscience continue, um, continue down a path with people that are committed to, to doing certain things that are underhanded, that are underbelly for profit, for clout, for whatever. You can't buy me. I'm not for sale. That That's, you know, and not that, that anybody tried, but I see why you tried the person that you did because she might accept that. I don't. So, unfortunately, um, you know, people understood and, uh, we released this, you know, they released a statement. People were confused. I did a live with my brother showing, like I said, what I said. I have a young lady that's, and everyone else, you know, knows if I say something, that's the gospel. That's the, I would never say something to harm someone. So after getting off the phone with all the media and all the newspapers and everything else, because we were being accused of going rogue, that's absolutely not what happened. That bulletin was approved. There may have been a misunderstanding as to what was approved, but I have the receipts. Y'all know I'm the queen of motherfucking receipts. If I, you know, being a black woman, especially in America, my mom used to always tell me, you have to do everything 10 times better than everybody else. And then they're still going to just pat you on the back and say you did okay. Which means that everything I do has to be fact-checked, spell-checked, which sometimes I feel that. But it has to be done with such precision because if I make a mistake, it's not just me making a mistake. It's the black girl that comes behind me that made the mistake, the black girl that they're going to hire next that made the mistake. It's, it's one of my ancestors, and that's the reason why this happened that made the mistake. So I can't afford to make mistakes, which is why I'm in the industry that I'm in. So that was very disheartening to find out that there were Um, certain things that myself and other committee members didn't know about. But that's not on me. That's not my cross to bear. 
So come to find out, you know, citizens were concerned. I had people calling me on Facebook because apparently you can do that. And one young lady I spoke to, I know her personally for many, many years, she was concerned. So I tried to put that at rest, and it seemed that she was so concerned. There were like three different things that she was trying to talk to me about. I spoke to her uncle the next day. I thought that they were in not so much cahoots, but, you know, whatever. None of that. So everyone is now getting the the same intel that we had, that it was not planned to be a peaceful protest, but they're working with the police department and the fire department to make sure that it is. So we weren't wrong, okay? I stand on what I said. So then I get phone calls from one of my children out here in these streets because, you know, all y'all my daughters and nieces. And, um, Ma, why is this girl going off on you on her live? And I'm like, what? What was she saying? Because I know who the girl is because she used to work with me. (laughs) And not only did she used to work with me, she's somebody that I had a conversation with the night before and saying, you know, I'm not taking away your right to protest if you want to protest, that's fine. Well, she took to her live, and she got on there. She called me a house nigga, that I'm a coon, and I'm for the people, and I cat for the police. Let me explain something to you. My relationship with the police department in my city is is, is decent, you know, um, and there's a reason for that, and if you knew the reason, you would be like, oh, okay, I see why she knows a lot of them, aside from the fact that... Um, I went to school with some of you. I have no respect for police that kill people, that abuse and mutilate our unarmed black men and women. Y'all forget Sandra Bland. Just, it's too much, right? But I don't live in Texas. I don't live in New York City, and I don't live in Los Angeles. So our police department is a little bit different. Even Buffalo is a different police department than us. And so I respect that. You know, we don't have the same type of problems. We have a lot of shootings, um, but not at the hands of cops. So to be called a house nigga and not knowing the historical um, ridiculousness of that word, you know, I don't, I don't tolerate disrespect so much. So a public life for a dragging, you get a, you get a public life for your dragging too. So, um, I took to Facebook to explain to this young lady why you should never fucking tell me that I was a house nigga because I'm not no nigga at all, okay? And the reason that you assume that house nigga was a better situation than you being a field nigga is because of my skin. Well, let's just, you know, break it on down. The reason that most house niggas' skin was lighter is because their mama was raped. Why the fuck would you say something like that? Why would why, why would you even say something like that? And and you you a a, a field nigga? What girl? You couldn't endure nothing like that. Getting beat every day? Are you crazy? Okay. And 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 third of all, I'm not no nigga at all. I said you know they would have called my people educated nigga. So I gave her some names she could Google of my family members from the 1900s, 1920s, and 30s that were really out here being politically correct, being educators, educating people, and being educated as well, um, especially in the Pennsylvania region. And that was that on that. I was burning sage. So I think that a lot of (laughs) the 
angst that I had because it wasn't anxiety. It was a very much a dead weight of just anger. Um, it's starting to take flight. And that's because it's almost cancer season. So like I said, my birthday's in three weeks. So I have to get back. So now I'm I'm love depleted, right? So I don't um, have the hugs and the kisses and the, you know, the sweet, you know, little messages and things like that that I'm accustomed to. So I feel depleted. And y'all know what my motto is. You have to go where the love is. If you feel that you are unwanted, you leave that space. You know, maybe that person is going through something, too, and maybe y'all can reconnect. Maybe you can't. Um, but I'm not in the business of chasing people. I've been in this game for too long. I know my worth, you know, like I said, not just financially, but I know that a lot of stuff that y'all put up, but I don't have to put up with that shit, period. And then, you know, it's not what you know, it's, it's what you can prove. You know, I'm in a place where I'm I'm just, I haven't had a man accuse me of doing some shit in quite some time because of the fact that um, they're usually pretty secure with their relationship with me. But in this situation, you really shouldn't be secure because you're literally doing everything to push me away. So I'm just giving you what you wanted. Right. I, I don't, I didn't feel the need to call, you know, before I flew to California because motherfucker, I ain't been talking to you. I probably ain't heard his voice in weeks. I get some text messages. That's cute. That's cool. Um, but you're going to have to let me go if you're going to do that. You know, because that is not what the agreement was. And so at this point, I'm depleted. And again, I always go where the love is. You know, it doesn't mean sex. It just means I go where I'm welcomed. I go where I'm revered. I go where people appreciate me and what you know, not so much I bring to the table, but that I am the table. So it just, I'm in a place right now where I'm at war within myself and then the people that are closest to me that not so much in business, but in another forum, I can't trust you. And you made some moves that were grimy. So Omerta is is not in effect right now. You know, you saw to throw me under a bus, and you didn't look to see who was driving. Just like you have powerful friends, as do I. You know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and then I'll end the show. Just like when you know, there was a family member of mine got into a little bit of trouble, and I remember they were threatening my family member, and I remember saying to myself, and then I said to them, I said, listen, we can fine, we can go to court. But if we go to court, every single thing that you've done since you were in the seventh grade, they're going to drag you. So I suggest that you try to just simmer it down, you know, accept this little DiCamillo's gift card, you know, for your inconvenience. And um, let's just all get along. You know, I uh, I was joking about the little girl that went on. and She's not a little girl. She's in, she's in her 30s. You know, I have anger like that. You know, and I think maybe that's why it was so triggering because this is the same young lady, like I said, when you got caught sucking dick on camera, you know, I felt bad because I knew she was a mom, but I also understood the law for that. You could have sued those people, and you you a real one because you didn't, because, honey, I would have dragged them all because that tape got out, his girlfriend took it and posted it online. And, I mean, that's just... You know, that's just a different, that's not even cleaning. That, that's, 
you know, and I'm not talking about the porn. I'm talking about the young lady that actually released the tape. Why would you do that to another woman? So when I, I get to a space, I, I'm in a place where I'm trying to leave with love and just try to understand that some people are not for you. Some people don't mean to snap at you. They're snapping the fuck out because they're not happy with themselves. And so it's easier for me to just leave a situation and leave it be so we could try to salvage some type of not so much friendship because if I fucked you, we can't be friends. We will never be friends. Motherfucker, you'll just be some motherfucker I drive past on the street. I, I don't I do not do that because you, you did something. So in this case, it's inconsistency, but we knew that. We knew that was coming. Um, but imagine, you know, you going a whole week being in California, motherfucker don't even know you was there. I mean, I'm sure he knew. He just don't want to say he knew, and that's fine. Um, because when I lock them pages down again, you're going to be feeling some type of way where you can't see shit. The point of the matter is, is that, you know, when it's time for you to take flight, your ancestors rally around you, and, and people forget that I do have a little Ogun in me. People forget that I do have a little Oyayanza in me, right? So these dark times and these times of loneliness and times of just trying to process what the next move is and where I'm going to receive love from next, Um because that's how I look at it. I look at love as like a journey. It's just like the fool in the tarot cards. You know, you go on this journey and you're like, okay, so I, I, I want to take a little bit of this kind of love and then mix it with that kind of love. But in the end, there will always be love. It's the highest vibration. You mix that with sex. That's the highest ritual. And I just feel like someone who I haven't touched in a long time um, or seen shouldn't be asking me if I'm getting dick. I just feel like that's inappropriate and you shouldn't ask me no shit like that, period. Um, because what do you care? Because if you were worried about it, you'd be dropping off more dick. And and the sad part is, is that if I was somebody dating me, I'd be concerned. I mean, I flew to L.A. and stayed at my niece's boyfriend's house. And um, he ain't no... <laughs> He ain't no regular dude. You understand? I'll, I'll just I'll say that. You know, this is somebody that has the ability to pick up a telephone and say, you know what, you know, so and so's aunt is here. Why don't you come over and chill? And just like that, you know, I'm in a situation where I'm able to, you know, move from my city someplace else, and not because of romance, but because of being a writer, right? Because people forget about that aspect of my business, which is what I was out there uh, doing. So I'm going to leave you guys because I'm just, I'm just a little somber because I'm just like, why does everybody want to fight with me? And I'm ready to fight all y'all. I don't want to, but I will. And I feel like when you feel like you are being are, are heavy, Get outside. Go do something. Me, I fly to L.A. because that's the type of broad I am. This ain't the first time. It won't be the last time. I got, I got, I think, four more, four to six more trips planned for the rest of the summer between L.A. and just other places where I need to be that are not business-related. Because once I go back to work, I go back to work. But right now, guys, I think that I am on the precipice of retiring one of my positions that I hold because I can't work after healing myself 
from mental health conditions with someone that's going to trigger me um, because of his affiliation with certain um, racial groups as well as um, there's been talk of some misconduct on his part. So to know that that person was voted in and you didn't have a vote in it, nor did any other other people in the council or the commission, um, we have a bigger issue. And this is what we're protesting against, right? These systematic failures and these, you know, abuse of powers. But guys, I'm going to let you go. It's almost night-night time. But I'm going to leave y'all with a classic. Yet our best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight. Kick, kick.